Good afternoon, everybody out there in webinar land. This is Steve Brummer. I'm a partner of a company called BHIOT Group. And I have the pleasure of moderating this awesome panel of guys that I've known for a long time as we continue to do these podcasts slash executive briefings with Fabio and the group from Tago IO. Uh, this is the second of our series. We got more to come, so you can't get rid of us that fast. So this one is gonna be on cold chain, cold chain supply management and how it relates to LoRa and devices and programs around that. And so it's gonna be a quick hit. Promise it'll only take about 20 or 25 minutes because that's what an executive briefing is supposed to do. And we know you're on webinar overload. So we just wanna get you as much information in a short period of time as possible. So with that, I'm going to introduce the sponsor of this executive series, Fabio from Tago. Fabio, tell us a little bit about you and your company and uh, how it relates to the topic. Yeah, that's great. So nice to be here again, Steve. Uh, so I'm leading Tago IO and uh, what we designed was a platform uh, in the cloud that they help customers to build their solution by themselves. And uh, because there are so many applications, all the chain management is one of them. Then we thought, okay, that would be a great topic to talk here today. Then you have... Uh, building a lot of customers. So now you have more than 1,000 applications around the Tagayo that people are bringing to us. In some cases, they do by themselves. Sometimes they ask help and uh, we, we learn from them as well. So we'd be very happy to share uh, how things are put together at least and give you our experience. Excellent. And my friend Barney from TechTelic, give us a little intro on yourself, the company, and a little bit about how you're interfacing into the industry. Absolutely. Thank you so much for the uh, for the opportunity, first of all, to join this executive brief, brief, briefing. Uh, I'm Barney Barnowski. I head up uh, sales for North America for Tectelic. And Tectelic, in a nutshell, is a global leader in connectivity, IoT connectivity specifically. We're very heavily vested in the LoRa ecosystem. And essentially, we build gateways and end devices that leverage the technology and are very easy to operate and very easy to set up and connect to solutions that uh, Fabio's team is putting together. Uh, we currently actually have a number of projects with, uh, with Fabio and team, so we're very excited about the collaboration. And with respect to the topic at hand, we're actually have now launched our own devices specific to the cold room monitoring solution, specifically our Tundra sensor, which we'll talk a little bit about maybe a little bit later. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Barney. And everybody, again, my name is Steve Brummer. I'm a partner with a company called BHIOT Group. We are an international firm that helps companies monetize and commercialize their IoT products. So if you have a great idea and you have the technical capabilities of building and designing that product, but having a little struggle on figuring out what's the best way to bring it to the market, we're your company. So we help those organizations with sales and marketing and BD and channel strategies and everything around it. So I'm very happy to be here because these two guys are, are leaders in the industry and it's great to be able to talk to them about what we're doing. So I'm gonna, I have a series of questions for you guys to be able to answer and, uh, and I expect bantering back and forth since we're all good friends here. So Fabio, I'm gonna start off with you around cold chain management. So who are the groups within the ecosystem who are, who are bringing cold chain management solutions to the marketplace? 
we have uh, different uh, touch points with uh, different categories, but those that you have seen more are really normally the system integrators or the service providers. In our definition, uh, the system integrators are those that put things together, let's say from the sensor, connectivity, platform together uh, for uh, another company. That's normally the way you see. And uh, they have expertise in different areas of uh, the code chain management because at the end of the day, code chain management is about uh, temperature control in the supply chain, right? It can be very complex. So they bring this expertise, uh, they look for the platform and uh, we interface with them. In other cases, you have to see the service providers. Uh, for us, uh, the difference here a little bit is about that they are those that are gonna provide the services directly and charge for the service and so on. And normally they have, uh, uh, let's say more expertise in the all elements of the process. For example, we have a customer in Latin America that uh, provide uh, the a complete logistics for the code chain management for vaccines, for the COVID-19 vaccine. So they brought the expertise, they understand about the regulation and uh, they need to have a platform because that was something new. And they were able to do this in a very good cost and uh, really in a couple of months, they had the complete solution. So normally those are the, uh, profile of companies that work with us to deliver solution in code chain management. management. And Barney, I'm going to ask the same question. Who are the groups that are coming to you from within the industry to get TechTelet's help as it relates to cold chain? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, similar response to what Fabio just said. I mean, largely uh, a lot of them are, you know, two groups of people, typically system integrators that have been uh, engaged by end solution uh, providers or the end solution providers themselves, the guys who literally go to the, whether the, it's the restaurant or the actual pharmacy chain that need to come forth with a complete end-to-end -end package, right? And what's great about a collaboration between say a Tago and a Tectelic is that whereas we come to the market with kind of best in class hardware, where you can literally take, you know, a LoRa gateway and a, and a sensor out of the box, you can very easily and nicely make that and interface that into the platform that Fabio's team is putting together. And obviously there is more, right? Because Fabio's platform isn't just about purely cold chain, right? So as soon as you get your foot in the door with the cold chain, you have an opportunity now to potentially provide additional solutions to these guys, right? So if you're looking, say, at a restaurant chain, you can start talking about things like optimizing cleaning routines. You can talk about presence. All these other things suddenly get to, you know, you get to stack these applications. So it's not just about this one point solution that we can deliver as an industry, as a team, but rather a more, what I would say, robust picture, right? And this is where the system integrators and the solution providers really get excited about the stuff we put together. And, and so Fabio, Barney opened the door for a platform discussion. So when do you need a platform partner uh, in the cold chain and uh, cold chain supply uh, ecosystem? Like when do people come to you? Why would they come to you? Yeah, I think it's a lot about where you are in the process, right? Uh, that can be, uh, again, composed by different uh, elements. So uh, if you get from the manufacturer side, you have the package, then you have the distribution and the, the whole logistic and warehouse, uh, the code uh, storage, and the, even the last mile delivery. So the process can be very long. So depending where you are, uh, 
sometimes customers come to us and they are in a very specific area. For example, they are just in the last mile, just inside of the supermarket, and that's fine. So they may need a platform there that can be maybe a, a, a solution more simple, just collect the data, generate the reports and create a notification. In other case, they may need much more as uh, Barney mentioned before, is it the starting point, right? So the platform has this great benefit. You, you are able to start to build something and then you can expand with other elements. And the other uh, factor is also about what, which product you are working with, right? Is that uh, meat and fish? Is that vaccine? Is that about uh, beverage? And why that's important? Because there are regulations behind, right? So the platform can play a very important role here because if you get Tagayo, for example, you are able to build uh, uh, reports totally uh, customizable uh, for your application. So if you are delivering, for example, a vaccine that needs to live here from the US and go to Africa or Latin America, uh, which regulation need to follow, right? So uh, it can be very complex based on the country. So have a platform that can generate reports that can accept different kinds of sensors and also integrate with other system is really what we have experienced as a very good starting point. So understand about that. And the other thing, frankly, Steve, is that sometimes really uh, they don't, uh, some companies or, you know, while they are building this, they may have a very clear view about what they want now and just a positive view about the future. So the platform, again, can give you uh, this opportunity to continue to expand. Excellent. Barney, we're seeing CADM, we're seeing MBIOT, you know, being discussed everywhere from all the people within our industry. And it's being widely deployed and pricing is pretty good and modules and products, and the, you know, everything is out there. But and also Wi-Fi, right? So Wi-Fi is there and Wi-Fi is being considered. I mean, Wi-Fi 6 is now this new IoT thing, that, you know, that I, whatever. But Laura continues to be a hugely successful communication protocol, especially around cold sensor monitoring. Why is that? Absolutely, and, and great question. Uh, and certainly is exciting times, right? With all of these other technologies coming to the table, uh, you know, whether it's the NB or the, or the CADM guys, uh, certainly Wi-Fi has been, you know, uh, anchored in the industry for a very long time. Uh, but that's just it, right? We mentioned already numerous different RF technologies. We didn't even get into Zigbee, Bluetooth, and all the other ones. Laura, yeah. we, there's a lot of those other ones too that we have to figure out. Everybody asks us about. Yeah, so what does Laura, why is Laura special in this case, right? And uh, the reason why Laura has taken off, especially in this case, is for purely a simple pragmatic reason, and that is RF is challenging, right? When you look at cold rooms, you're literally talking about a encased metal box, typically, hopefully, uh, where you want to keep things cold, right? So from an RF perspective, you have a very challenging RF environment where you're trying to get a signal from a low power device that's typically sitting inside of this freezer to something, let's say it's a, you know, let's say it is an NBA IoT tower or a CADM tower. Maybe if you're lucky, it's within 500 meters to a kilometer away from you, right? So chances your link budget or the ability to reach the sensor inside of what is essentially a Faraday box is very challenging, right? Conversely, in unlicensed spectrum, you can put this next to a LoRa gateway, which can be literally 20 feet away, 
and now you have nice connectivity and you have the assurance that this thing is just going to work, right? So that's really number one from an RF perspective. Secondly, while we're seeing new freezers coming to the market, you know, with the, you know, big box chains and, and the grocery chains, they're actually building this technology right into the fr fridges. The vast majority of this is still a retrofit market, right? Which means you have to have something that's going to run typically on a battery because, hey, guess what? There's typically no plugins in these things. So therefore, you're concerned about battery life, which means, again, you're challenged on the Wi-Fi side. So even if you have Wi-Fi already in the restaurant, the likelihood that you're going to be able to put something like this that will last for up to five, six, seven, maybe even 10 years inside of a fridge is very low, right? So those two key characteristics of LoRa, the long range or the you know nice link budget and the unlicensed spectrum, plus the fact that you can operate this on the battery makes it a very nice solution. And not to beat this point to death, but I'll hit it again. Uh, LoRa has a broad ecosystem, right? So again, dovetails beautifully back into that whole platform discussion, which is, you know, it's not just about cold chain, right? We can add additional solutions to the restaurant tour, to the pharmacy once we've deployed LoRa once. And Barney, to add to that, what about security? I mean, the inherent natures of security on LoRa versus everybody else and the answer to that. Well, absolutely, right? I mean, LoRa is intrinsically secure, built around, you know, the AES 128-bit encryption. Um, so, you know, out of the box, you're getting a, a very secure solution. Um, and, you know, the LoRa Alliance is continuing to work on improving that, right, to make it more bulletproof. That was a pretty good setup for you, right, wasn't it? So it works out. <laughs> so, hey, Fabio, we, we keep we, we look at the various pieces of a total solution. We talked about the platform. Obviously, Barney's talking about the sensors and, that they're making and gateways. What about the cloud? Um, the cloud is obviously a critical piece of the solution for integrators and resellers and dealers and solution providers. How important is that cloud platform in delivering the solution and, and how do you work with those different cloud providers? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And um, um, just think about what uh, Barnett said here before, the integration is really key, right? For example, you get this example, uh, working for Tactelic, right? We integrate not only the sensors, but the gateway, the network server. Right, LoRa network service is already integrated with Pago. And uh, so you can buy the sensor, buy the gateway, and connect this with the TechTelic. And your data, you're going to show up immediately and toggle your platform. So you can start to build your solution right away. So we spend a lot of time with that. Again, if you don't have a platform, uh, you have to start to do this based on just some cloud stuff, but not focus on the IoT. It really demands a lot of time. You have all this conversation all the time engineering behind that we already did with a partner like that. So, and that is the foundation, right? From the foundation, you go and start to add model and start to add with additional web servers, right? Uh, that are information. For example, if you need to get information about um, one example, uh, cold chain management, you want to set the temperature inside of a truck, right? In the past, you would ask for the driver to do that, right? You are doing the transportation of some uh, strawberry or fish. So, you know, the temperature go there and change, right? With the cloud platform, like we have, you are able to get this based on the invoice or that uh, you know, the system know what goods you are transporting, right? And based on that, you have engineers that already define what's the best range of the temperature to be set in that truck, 
So this is just one example of benefit by having the platform that not only connect sensor information from A to B, but also allows you to do and continue doing more integration with the other system. So at the end of the day, we also work, as you ask about how you work uh, uh, around integration. So understand what are the key elements. Don't start complex, start it simple, but to think about where the information is already available for you, right? Maybe you, you can uh, go faster and uh, use the information that's already somewhere in, in, in the cloud. My next question is for both of you, but Barney, you can go first. So we always have challenges and problems to solve within our industries and in our segments of responsibilities. And they just keep on coming up and you know, a week does not go by where I don't hear a new version of a, of a problem or a challenge that's out there. What are some of the challenges and issues that you're trying to address uh, at TechTelit as it relates to these, this vertical market segment and products and sensors and all the uh, ecosystem pieces? Uh, you know what, uh, broadly speaking, whether you take this particular vertical solution or you take the whole entire breadth of, that is IoT itself. <laughs> it's I the same thing? <laughs> all of them, right? <laughs> so moisture probes, cold room sensors, trackers. Uh, and this is something where a, you know, the solution and, and the partnership between the platform provider and the end device guys is so critical, really centers around the ease of use and the ease of deployment. Right? We have to, as an industry, as IoT in general, we have to move past the need to have engineers, no offense to engineers, <laughs> uh, setting these things up, right? Especially when it comes to now moving down to the actual end customer, in this case, potentially a restaurateur or someone, say, in a McDonald's chain where basically you have, you know, the guy who also does the floors is now tasked for deploying something like this. Right, so basically it has to be, the ease of use is, is paramount, right? So, you know, while we're solving the, you know, thorny technical challenges and the RF challenges, I mean, we do that beautifully. We're probably the best in the industry at solving that. But the real key and the real value that we're now really pouring on, if you will, is the ease of use, right? Whether that entails, you know, having like our LeapX app where you basically just QR code, scan this thing, and basically this thing gets pre-configured in the network server and the data gets pushed up to the platform. It, it has to be that simple, right? In order for IoT to take off and ultimately for IoT to be used, right? Because once you have it in place, maybe you have that engineer set it up, ultimately it will come down to being able to get that data easily to the person who actually cares about it, right? They don't care about the devices. They don't care about the gateways. Nobody needs that stuff. What they do need is they need the data, right? And need to make it as simple as possible for them to get that data. So, come on, Fabio, give me an answer. Yeah, I, I think it's the same line here as well. Keep it simple. Uh, and it's really very tricky, right? Because what we see is that uh, even from our customers, they, again, they want to customize. So if you do something simple, but is that uh, you cannot change, you cannot do configuration, it's not good as well, right? Because that is not one thing that's going to work for everything. So we need to, our challenge is really to give the right levers for customers to perform what they need, to achieve what they need without the need to really work, you know, for months and months to get something done, right? But at the same time, provide the, the, the customization that they need, right? So that's why we work a lot to make the foundation very clear, very simple, 
So you have this work right away, and then you continue allow them to uh, change the configuration. Uh, that can be the visual part that of course add their brand. Of course, they want that, create their reports, integrate it to other system. Okay, so at the end of the day, uh, for us, put all this together and keep it simple uh, is, is the, our challenge, but that's what we do most of the time. Really spend our time to make sure that's secure and so on, but also it's easy for them to use without uh, limitation, right? The limitations should be extremely high. And for my last joint question for both of you, uh, the value of data. Uh, you know, we in the IoT space have always been touting how important the value of that data and the information that's coming from that data and the analytics that are generated and the information of what to do with that cold chain sensor that you're building, Barney, and it comes up on the dashboard on the Tago platform, then what do you do with that data? Are we doing a good job, Barney, of managing the data and utilizing the data? And is it helping with ROI? Does that matter anymore? Or do you still see that trend going that the, that the data is not necessarily used as best as it could be? Um, I was looking for the word monetize the data, right? And, uh, <laughs> right? I was stealing my line. Don't do that. Uh, hey, well, okay. Um, I mean, I think we can certainly do a better job, right? But I think it really comes down to, again, you know, every use case, let, let's take temperature monitoring as the use case, right? Since this is critical here, right? Um, I, I am certain we can assign different values from a monetization perspective, say to monitoring $80,000 worth of vaccines and making sure that data is secure and how much is that worth to someone versus say, just monitoring hamburgers. Also important, but obviously cost of spoilage is significantly different. Technologically, same exact use case, but the ROI and value of that data is significantly different, right? And again, as an industry, we kind of have to wrap our heads around that, you know, even though we're solving the same exact problem with the same exact tools, the value of that information is significantly different from, uh, from monetization perspective to the end customer. I hope that kind of around the edges for you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. That's a good answer. Uh, we'll take it. And Fabio, yeah, what do you uh, think about the data? Yeah, talking for customers, you see a lot of opportunities, right? It's very, it's hard to to get the maximum, at least the way you think that you can extract, right? So get their ROI. It's a big challenge because, frankly, at the end, that's the end game, right? You really want to make sure you monetize in your overall uh, solution. So, um, but on the other hand, we see benefits of uh, solutions where the customers maybe at the beginning not had a very good idea that they could benefit from the data. For example, uh, you have a sensor like uh, Barney showing here, tracking temperature, right? If there is not a GPS inside, maybe you don't need a, a GPS if you already have a truck and you have a system already that you are tracking. So by combining both data, you benefit and create a new solution, right? So it's not always, I, when I talk to customers say, don't look at this just for this sensor or this application, think about overall in your company, how you can optimize, because it's hard to measure how much you are, you are bringing to the table, but you may be able to generate benefits for your company 
um, by using at least a little bit. So I say like eight steps, use a little bit more data that you have now, integrate your system, because that, uh, we believe there are opportunities, but that there are barriers, right? For example, maybe you need to change the process. Maybe you need to train more people. You need to add additional, uh, not sensor, but the servers and so on. So if you go step by step, I believe, because you have seen this, you can extract uh, a little bit of value from the beginning and keep the data there. Maybe you put this in your, your data lake and then you revisit later on because you may not know the questions that you want to do right now. But in, in a couple of months from now, you may have a question. Then you can go back. Don't throw away your data. Then you look back and say, wow, I have improvement here to do in my delivery because you can shorten the time. And that time I had the data, I didn't take action. So we, we encourage people to go um, step by step and try to do something now, but later on, you may use the data again. Got it. Excellent. Well, we're done with our 20 minutes. Uh, didn't want to keep this to the timing that we agreed to. So uh, conclusions, uh, unbelievable uh, group of uh, answers and solutions and, and ideas around cold chain. What a great vertical market to be involved in. So Barney, give us your conclusion, give us your contact information. How can people get in touch with uh, TechTelit? Talk about that new uh, sensor that you have as well as your gateways. Uh, and then just give us a conclusion statement around cold chain and what you guys are doing. So uh, certainly, um, quick concluding statement with respect to our cold room device. So we're actually coming to the market. Uh, we just released this device. There are other devices that are in the market today. Uh, what we've done is we've actually looked at the existing uh, generation of devices and solved some of the challenges that the other competing devices have had. So we believe we have right now a very unique combination of features and capabilities related to battery life, related to uh, you know, the mechanical construction and just overall uh, operation of the device. You can find more information on this on our website, techtelic.com. And probably within the next two, three weeks, you're going to be able to actually purchase these directly from DigiKey or some of our other distributors hey. like DigiKey, some of the other guys. So, you know, they are readily available and uh, the data formats are also readily available. So, uh, you know, if you're working with Tago, you can just, you know, say, hey, Fabio, I need these, uh, I need this coaching application post haste. Excellent. Thank you, Barney. And our host, Fabio, tell us uh, how to get in touch with you guys and uh, give yeah. us a concluding statement, please. Yeah, it's straightforward. You can go to uh, tag.io. You can create an account for free, uh, connect your device, create your dashboards, your solution. We are adding more templates and the functionality that are going to be directly to benefit code chain management. Uh, you, you have a lot of information in the, in the blogs and, again, templates. So we want people to benefit from that. Um, basically, it's pretty straightforward. And uh, of course, other than that, also you have opportunity to make a quest and talk to real people uh, from our website. Excellent. Thank you so much. And again, I'm Steve Brummer with BHIOT Group. If you have a cold chain or an IoT or a LoRa project working and you're needing help with the monetization, Barney, and commercialization, uh, we're the company to go uh, and talk to called bhiotgroup.com. A uh, couple of other things. We have our next podcast. We don't know exactly when the date is going to be. It'll be in a month or two. And that's going to be with Helium. 
And Helium, as you know, is the people's network as it relates to Laura and there are gateways that are out there and the idea of using crypto uh, within the Laura space, which is a pretty uh, cool topic. This last week, so maybe they're oh, all good. Yeah. Excellent. Now, now Barney's going to have a, a whole new stream of money coming into the house for his family to spend from the Helium network. So again, thank you so much, Bobby Otago, for sponsoring this. Uh, Barney, thank you for your time and your participation. Everybody have a great day, and we'll see you next time on the Tago Executive Briefing Series. Thank you. Have a great day.